0: Lewis Hamilton goes from 10th to 1st, despite Crofty saying he went from last to 1st, keeping the championship alive until the very end of the season. Max Verstappen takes second after a mega drive to keep that Mercedes behind him for as long as he did. And Danny Rick unfortunately retires with power unit problems. G'day there. My name is James Baldwin and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this episode, we're reviewing the Brazilian Grand Prix. I'm joined, as always, by my friends and yours. It's Campy. G'day, mate.
1: Gentlemen, how are you?
0: Doing very well. This early hour, and Tommy T. Hello, friend. G'day. How are we doing? You're doing very well. Uh, we yes, we've, we're changing how we do business. Nice Lakeside Drive coffee mug. To be honest, yes, hey, where's mine? Boys. Uh, yeah, Did thank you. you. Thanks, Tommy T. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I guess when I hated on you guys so much last year for being <laughs> King of the North, King of the exactly. Free North. Geez, that went well for King me. King without a mug. I want a throat of mugs, damn it Um, Yeah, we're changing how we do things So uh, this is now being recorded straight after the race We are moving back to first thing Monday morning recording times It means we're moving away from a live stream though But it means the audio goodness gets into your ears a hell of a lot earlier Which the three of us yesterday decided was a much better idea So let me ask you a favour Tell us if we're wrong Yeah, exactly (laughs) All, all three of you, uh, if you're not happy with that, <laughs> please, please tell me. Uh, you can reach out uh, via any means necessary email. Uh, you can get onto uh, Instagram probably is the easiest way and DM us. Um, one of us will be able to read it and and get back to you. But uh, also, we're just trying to figure out how to grow the podcast, but also how to keep it going in a good direction. So if you find an opportunity to talk about us to some of your friends, uh, if you're on Reddit and you see a Formula One thread saying, what's a good F1 podcast, it honestly makes a difference if you mention us because that's where we're sort of lacking the most in that sort of awareness element. Um, But apart from that, We're doing pretty well. Discord went off this morning, Campy. Uh, I think you were the first of the three of us to uh, say good morning. What time was that? About like Uh, half three.
1: Half three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a morning person. I I don't mind the morning. That's not the morning, mate.
0: Shout out to our people in the West who uh, was twelve thirty for them and uh, drinking some
1: (laughs) at the casino. (laughs)
0: That's just very, very full on. Um, But yeah, shout out to Discord. Great to have you all on there, Uh, and massive shout out to you if you've left us a rating and review. Here's one from Live Diamond in Australia. Oh no! Uh, They say, uh, (laughs) "I love this." DR fans of the world unite! This is Kathy. Really enjoyed this. Can I just say when we send this through? (laughs) I'm going to read this in full. If the mockumentary character Kenny had an F1 podcast, this would be it. Campy is more Kenny than Shane Jacobson. (laughs) And the other two blokes are all right too. Keeping Campy on the straight and narrow is no mean feat. Tommy T, I'm taking that as a massive plus for us. massive. In fact, Shane likes his cars and has a podcast too. I can feel some crossover episodes coming on. Well done, lads. The difference is the podcast that he's on is terrible and I don't like listening to it. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've got,
1: a, I've got a good Shane Jacobs story. If you want to hear it, yeah, oh, go really on then,
0: gay. go on, Shane. Quickly, <laughs>
1: <laughs> where I was in the chemist and this chick's like, "I know you." I'm like, "Not sure you do." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, you look like Shane Jacobson <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's my dad." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's my dad. <laughs> oh,
1: anyway, uh, anyway, I good go on, Shane a,
0: yeah. <laughs> What a great story! Thanks, <laughs> so much for sharing it. Uh, Thought I was a
1: ten. I'm clearly like a four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's your yardstick for measurement. Is Shane uh, Jacobson? Oh, I've amazing. got
1: this HD cam now. I'm looking good. You know,
0: I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your lakeside drive, mug trimmed in up HD. beard. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, you're trimmed up. Does that mean that uh, – <laughs> is it slightly more intelligent or slightly less – I can't remember what oh, Brian said. Less aggressive, said. I think. It was. Less aggressive. Less Sorry, it wasn't anything to do about aggressive. intelligence. My apologies. My apologies, <laughs> can't Anyway, be. Keep uh, me on the
1: straight. Keep going. Move forward. <laughs> what a race it was this morning. Bloody hell. Heck, what well, was it, like It's
0: it, uh, good to be back at Lagos that's for sure. We didn't think, yeah. did we, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, Tommy T, that we'd even be back in Brazil. I still uh, don't know how we are. <laughs> To be honest. As everyone said in something to do with F1's lead into the weekend, it goes to show how far Formula 1 have come and all the safety protocols in place. It's good. It just means that, Daniel Andrews, that it means wherever they go, even to a COVID-stricken country like Brazil, they can make it work. Geez, I wonder if they could make it work in Melbourne next year. They bloody better is the short answer. All right, Tommy T. Uh, I know it's fresh in your mind, so let's do your television broadcast review. What did you think of the broadcast for this race? You're
2: going to be disappointed because I didn't watch much of it, guys. I woke up <laughs> exactly for the race start like everyone probably else did. Uh, didn't get so oh, no, much. Yeah. Well, you give us a bit of a rundown. You take over. What did I miss, Campy?
1: Ah, uh, great anthem this morning on the piano. It
2: was a grand no, piano no, on the, on
0: pit the Yeah, no, no
1: singing in the anthem. Just, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the pianist had gloves on, which was looked a bit, <laughs> bit strange. Couldn't what really get around that. Uh, D minor, D minor. How do a few, you feel? Uh, there's a few sharp sixes in there a few uh <laughs> music, musical geniuses <laughs> out there like myself, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's coming from a bass <laughs> player I don't see this. Musical genius has ever been used as a term In conjunction with a bass player Except for bass players talking about other bass players We had a good exactly.
1: flyover We had some nice colours in the sky I Painted across that I don't know what they were Jim What were they?
0: A-29 Super Tucanos Which uh, I mean they look like Pilatus PC-7s Which is what we had last week uh, Just some more fighter trainer aircraft uh, They were late though Again Okay, um if, if you a were running it, James, what like would you do? A, would
2: you organize that to finish exactly as the anthem finished? One hundred percent. That's perfectly? what it's supposed to
0: be. It's supposed yeah. to be the last note of the anthem, and then you know, you have your whatever if it's a military thing, you have your present arms and for about a beat and a half and then boof fly over. But make Ready? it jets. So if you're late, you can either go hard or slightly anyway, whatever. It's,
2: it's <laughs> so you can use more jets. You can- more jets, More jets. that's saying. all I want. More and just jets. like
0: just two or three F eighteens. We don't need to have lots of crappy fighter trainer like roulette kind of things. No one cares. <laughs> just give me like the hardcore, the best jet you got, and then put What's yourself your in best? the bin after. <laughs> exactly. What's your best? Because I know the Brazilians are better than that. Are you basing
2: uh, are you basing your thoughts on their armed services based on their flyovers? Is what you're telling me? One so hundred become crappy. You think yeah. you could take over that country? <laughs> Only, <to just, laughs> What it does is it highlights <laughs> to me their defence
0: policy and, yes, like, who yeah. their neighbours are and then who they will be relying on if anything was to go yes. wrong. Mexico, for example, no idea. It's, it's yeah. completely north and south. I'm <laughs> like, well, we're here now. let we'll see what happens. Uh, not so good in the Air Force element there. Uh, but anyway, so in terms of uh, commentary then, Tommy T, you were able to watch it. Well, How did we go with uh, Dr. Brundle and Dr. Croft?
2: <sighs> Brundle was good. Crofty. Classic him, just, I don't know. He's all over the place, isn't he? He kept saying he's that he uh, was coming from last. He's been listening to us. It, does he think this was a two-part race? Did he assume that yesterday was just part one and today was part two starting from last? So he quite clearly started from 10th today. Yeah, that was, in the uh, race, not in the not race, whatever was yesterday. And he
0: backed himself in
2: for a good two minutes talking about it yeah. and Brundle was like, Dude. Uh. <laughs> I feel like Brendel has a couple of those moments every week, doesn't he? He's like, how do I save you from yourself? Yeah. To keep saying from
0: 20th to 1st, it just wasn't the case, Crofty. He He went from 10th to 1st. Yeah. It it was uh, a little bit too much. Look, let's not underplay the fact that it was a great overtake. Uh, Absolutely. And especially considering he got pushed off the track a little bit by Max and got a lot more of debris and dirt on his tires than Max did because he just had a slightly wider line coming out of that corner. Yep. But, like, come on. I know we talk about the British bias over and over and over and over again. Um, it's interesting, though, can I also note, Campy, that uh, this is the first time all year we've heard Max being booed by the yeah, crowd, yeah. like big-time yeah. Lewis fans here. In even to the point Lewis where fans. he yeah. grabbed the Brazilian flag off one of the marshals, and that was the Marshalls' favourite point of the season because he was jumping that. up down like a jackrabbit after he was driving off, uh, which was he interesting. Said
1: he said that post-race too. He goes, the first time I've had fans behind me and supporting me since yeah. Silverstone. So we've probably seen some Mac-centric crowds oh, where, since
2: where?
0: Uh, him- Tommy, <laughs> are you Dutch by any chance?
1: Give him <laughs> his bloody, give am. him his, mo- give him his moment in glory. Uh, we yeah. had Brunel, Brunel on the grid talk actually on the grid walk. Uh, he got Toto, and Toto alluded to some facts that we probably add into our discussion yesterday about this rear wing. Yes, which we struggled I'm to listen well to back. I very apologise for the way we stumbled through that conversation. It wasn't very coherent, but we got there talking about <laughs> sticking things in as a measurement didn't really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> didn't when didn't you really say give wee? it all the
1: detail. Yeah, well, I say me, I apologise to <laughs> yeah, me. The Royal um, Way. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Royal Way. Hey, we're a team, boys. So oh, yeah, okay.
2: Sorry, Shane. <laughs> oh, no. do, do go on. So yeah.
1: I wasn't aware that the problem that Mercedes incurred on their wing was actually, according to Toto, damage. Mm. So read into that what you will. Um, he's also frustrated because for the last three races, Red Bull have changed their rear wing in Park Ferme conditions,
0: Mm. and they've
1: changed. I mean, you're allowed to change things in Park Ferme conditions if there is a problem with durability and they don't think it will last the race. But for that to happen three races in a row and then Mercedes cop the penalties that they got yesterday in qualifying and then take their five-place grid penalty in the race and lose three points because of this stupid format, I'm sitting here... I'm not a Lewis fan. I don't really want him to win the championship, but I want this championship to go down the wire. Yep. I want him to win tonight and today yep. against all odds. Those extra three points that they give in that sprint race really should have gone to Lewis, right? So then that means it's not 14 points now. It's 11 points and... Um, he possibly could have had the fastest lap depending on how far ahead he was in the Grand Prix because it's the sort of pace he had this weekend. Yeah, he did. I think Mercedes were a bit robbed this weekend. I think, uh, I think there's a bit more to play out in this story because I think Mercedes might have some things up their sleeve that they're willing to use. I also think it's tactical for Red Bull. I think they've had oh, yeah. this up their sleeve for about five or six races and they're just yeah. like, we're going to pull this out when they beat us on track in qualifying yep. mm-hmm. and have – the right stuff moving down. They yeah. should probably may have, should have used it in Mexico, but they didn't need to. Um, yeah, very, very interesting this whole saga. I think there's a few more pages to turn, boys. So.
0: <laughs> 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 there it is. So, Tommy T, then, overall, from what you saw, give us your broadcast review score. Give it a five. It was fine. five. It,
1: it, it wasn't Me- Mexico was after a race like that. Bloody hell, Tom! Oh, I'm Jeez. not talking
2: about the race. This is about the the broadcast, Campy. Come on, the race the race can be way better than that. But didn't even the, watch it. It's the off track <laughs> stuff, Campy, This is the lakeside driveway. You know this <laughs> is oh, the case. Oh, no. Camby, when argue? have we watched anything or been informed in the slightest?
0: The final <laughs> the final <laughs> score is five out of ten points. Yeah. Uh, with Campy under protest, yeah, a yeah. protest, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll go Fair to the enough. stewards
2: and you can shut up.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the overall uh, talking points, lads, before we talk about our team-by-team analysis. Uh, I think probably the biggest point to talk about, I, we've already started talking about Campy, which is this rear wing debacle that has sort of continued. We know that Red Bull in Christian Horne are getting out on the front foot and trying to be as not as aggressive as possible, that's the wrong word, but certainly trying to be out there and say, look, you know, we're going to fight this tooth and nail to the very end. Uh, And Toto clearly very frustrated this weekend to the point where Hamilton overtook Max Verstappen and Toto found the cameraman standing outside the garage and pointed at him. And <laughs> was just like, yes! Wow. And I've never seen Toto in all the years in Formula 1, I've never yeah. seen him behave like that. So there's clearly a lot of tension here, Campy, isn't there, in terms of what's going on at the front. And as we've said time and time again, we want this to go down to Abu Dhabi, the last lap. Uh, that's going to make this championship incredible to watch. But what do we think, Campy, comes out of this from a team perspective because the drivers obviously do the talking on track but are we going to see more of this aggression between aggression inverted commas between mercedes and red bull
1: oh absolutely i think i think every week there's going to be a new story i think that people are going to be employed full-time to be looking at absolutely every part of the red bull and the vice versa to the mercedes to try and find something wrong with them and nitpick it that's just the that's where we're at the season and that that is ultimately what could define the world championship at the moment and both of them, constructors and drivers. So, uh, I mean, from our point of view, I think constructors is a secondary championship to the drivers. You know, yes. it's good for the teams, but we don't really care about that as fans. Um, so, look, it's very interesting what will happen. I think it will deteriorate more and it will just get sour and sour and it's probably going to be a bit of a reality TV show played out. It... Uh, the pinnacle of motorsport really it's going to be pretty interesting to watch we go to the Middle East and I've uh, got three races down there and I, look I'm thinking Merck's top line pace mm. particularly in DRS tracks particularly Jetta we've yep. got three DRS uh, zones on that track I mean I think it's all looking up Mercedes at the moment Yep. So, we'll look, sort of we deteriorate and we'll get good. But
0: Tommy T, it's very fair to say I think that we don't necessarily want Lewis to win the championship. Happy for Max to take it, but again, very, at the very end, as can't be alluded to before, we're yep. not massive Lewis fans. We just want the best racing possible. Yep. Does the best racing possible though look like that little incident that happened between Max and Lewis coming around that corner where? You know, not, very funnily enough, there was no footage of inside the car, which I found incredibly bizarre that Ant couldn't get his hands on to put to digest. Look, it is only just after the race. I'm sure yeah. that'll come out later. But for, for your mind, was that fair enough? Is it like, we want to see these elbows out? I mean, I'm asking a Dutchman here, so it's not going
2: to be one way, I guess. But <laughs> You're going to get the answer that you want. No, yeah. I think... I think it is fair enough to get elbows there. I don't think that was – especially when you do have runoff like he did, I think that is when it is fine. If we're talking walls going through Monaco kind of city track stuff, different conditions for that kind of style of defending. But I think the carry-on from the commentators and everyone else about not having this angle, implying that Max changed his steering angle and stuff is just all conjecture until you see it. Like they just wind it up. And that was what was annoying to me. I was like – Geez, we haven't seen it. It probably is is there or not, but like you don't know. So stop making stuff up. It's almost worse well, than that. we do know because we
1: know we do know because the trajectory of Stappen's car throughout that corner was not turning. It was straight. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So we know what it's gonna be, but
2: yeah. for but me it's a racing were, incident. Yeah, exactly. They were suggesting he opened his steering angle more into Lewis, which you don't have evidence of, so just Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They carried on for laps they and laps did. and laps and we can't find it. Where has it gone? Red Bull's hidden the bloody footage. I don't know what they're doing. They're just <laughs> causing all these conspiracies. Like settle down. And then they pointed out that obviously Gasly, I think it was Gasly had a similar move and they're like, see, and you can see the steering angle on here. So where's the footage from Max? It's like, oh, God. Like yeah. like Red Bull sitting there. Geez, I'll look like an absolute tit if I'm wrong. And Red Bull has done something <laughs> dodgy, but I don't look think like that's an absolute what they're tit, doing regardless of what you are Correct. <laughs> I, I just don't think they're that nefarious to be bloody tampering with footage because that's out of their control. That is oh, no yeah, the direct feed ridiculous. goes straight to the world feed. Yeah. yeah they have all of the footage. It's there somewhere. They will get it. They oh. will look at it.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. That's uh, that is not even a possibility. Sky One. Yeah. Uh, I think Sky One is trying to be Netflix sometimes too often as well. I like they've seen how that drama really played out for that viewership. Yeah, just remember, guys, you try you're trying to be neutral. If you ever realise and figure out how that is, do let me know. (laughs) I said that we'd be possible of that too. What do you mean? Look, the the
1: sport has come a long way. Go back to Santa Prost and they just crash into each other to take each other out. That's not going to happen these days, but these are the types of things that Max can do. I mean, he never had that corner. He never had right away. He didn't leave Lewis track like a car's width. But at those speeds, 300 kilometres an hour, braking late, I mean, we're talking about minute. In order to drive like that and push Lewis to the absolute limit in the way that he did shows you how good these guys are. But I just think it's a bit cheeky. I don't think, I, yeah. I, I don't think it's the right way to race. Um, but in saying that, let it go. Lewis got the win. If he didn't get the win, I think I might have, might have had a different opinion on it. But. Playing the
2: result Kevin. Mate,
1: Yeah, <laughs> look, I, look, you guys know man, I'm not the biggest Lewis fan, but I'll tell you what, I was I was rooting for him tonight. Uh, that whole underdog, everything's against him. Twenty-five place grid penalty on a stupid sprint race weekend. Came and, from
2: 70th to first. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> uh,
1: I told you that freight train was coming and uh Max just about held it up. I was mate, this is why I love this sport because
2: yeah,
1: yep. uh, I mean, to start 10th and then get back to third in, like, six laps was unbelievable. There was some genuine pace in that Merck. And to follow, we know the Merck's not the greatest car to drive behind someone in turbulent air, but so to do that for as long as he did behind Max Verstappen and then finally get the gap and his tyres were absolutely cooked by him, to, I mean, to string out a 10-second Um 10-second win after that. It's pretty special drive, but this is what we love it. I mean, Max did everything he possibly could. Strategy came into play. Red Bull made all the right decisions when they had to. They called the Mercedes Bluff and bid it early. And, look, I mean, everything. And Merck came out on top, and that's what we want to see. We want to see these races for the last three races going into it. I would love someone to cross the line, world champion, and then – when the other person crosses the line, they're world champion and the person who crosses first <laughs> didn't get it. a bit like the Hamilton Massa yeah, situation yep. in, uh, 2008, yeah. I believe Lewis alluded mm-hmm. to that in the, uh, post-race chat when he was talking to Felipe Massa too. So, I mean, this championship is, uh, look, it's right there. It's look, we just need to enjoy it for what it is. Yes, we can get cynical, get grumpy about certain things because it is, it is the tail end of a very long F1 season. Yeah, and it's really easy to get cynical really early sometimes. But like, yeah. we just need to shut up and in- Enjoy what is happening on track between
0: those two drivers? Goodness me, Campy, that wow. is so well said. Look, he went to go have some coffee. There's none left. Straight to the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you're absolutely right, though, in terms of uh, being positive, And didn't we say at the very beginning of this season for us that we were trying to remain not cynical, Campy? <laughs> and I think we've done pretty well.
1: Look, I was a bit
0: grumpy yesterday, so you were. And yeah, it's you funny are, it's though. Look, it was funny. All black lost And uh, you also didn't give us the warning to not poke the bear, so Tommy went right ahead there and just poked (laughs) away. (laughs) With good results. It worked. Uh, My my other talking point is um, (laughs) Max, when he was told about the black and white flag, he clearly had Amy Sharks (laughs) I said hi in his mind because he just said, just tell him I said hi. Um, I didn't get that
1: reference. Can you explain that to
0: Yeah, if you if you listen to music past
2: two thousand and four, <laughs> you probably would. You just uh, listen to right. Lincoln Park on repeat, mate. Oh, <laughs> Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you look like a Lincoln Park listener. Let's be honest. Oh, oh.
1: oh look, the hybrid theory is alright. Everything else after that was shit ass.
0: Wasn't your favorite hey, album Joshua Tree? Mate,
1: you got it. You love you too. No,
0: it's not my favourite album. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, let's that, keep
1: going. Yeah, well, <laughs> we could go into that. Linkin Park came after the 90s of all like Rage Against the Machine and the greatest grunge acts ever. And then you get Linkin Park to come out with a bridge that says, Shut up in you know, it. I'm like, What is this? <laughs> We've just been told, you know, the Rage Against the Machine, fuck you, I'm not doing what you tell me. And then we get a shut up. It's like, What? This doesn't compare. This is
0: rubbish. I'm glad we went down that tangent. Just gave me more (laughs) editing. I
2: apologize. Uh,
0: So let's talk about team by team, shall we? Let's start at the very back of the pack uh, with Haas. Uh, Mazepin finished higher than Schumacher. Schumacher obviously had some issues uh, halfway through the race, uh, but 17th and then 18th for Schumacher. Campy, we know, we spoke a little bit, uh, I suppose, yesterday, didn't we, about uh, Mazepin and how everyone has viewed him, he will be happy with this result, not that it was necessarily merit-based.
1: Yeah, I think Mick had his incident with Kimi Räikkönen, was it, off the start? Uh yeah. Just got a bit th- through the CNRSs. So, yeah, look, I think Mazapin was on the pace this weekend, comparable to his teammate. And, uh, look, unfortunately for him, he didn't have a competitive car and he can't race against anyone else, which is a shame. I mean, you, that's really how we judge these guys. But... Uh, yeah, look, he's got another he's got another year in this sport, at least. His dad's gonna pay for it. Rich energy's coming back, can't confirm. So <laughs> that's <is> just
0: <laughs> chaos, isn't it? Shane Jacobson, uh, CEO of Rich Energy. Oh, uh, yeah. crazy, right? Um It's not happening.
1: Anyway, look, this kid's got time in the sport and he may be a Lance Troll. He may pull some results out when he's got a car that, you know. Potentially, potentially okay. Yep. Günther Steiner came out in the last couple of weeks said he's quietly confident we can get back to where we were get back to where we were when we first entered the sport, and that would suggest. I mean, they've put zero development into this car this year. They've got a they've got a good base that they're working from from last year comparability. I think they're getting some of their off track stuff like their uh, their simulators. The simulators clearly getting better from what I hear. So Günther's going into next year. They put all their design, all their monetary focus into into next year. So let's hope they come out on track and they are back where they were two to three years ago.
0: Jeez, I'm glad to hear Gunter's still alive. We haven't heard from him yeah. for a very, a shame, very, very long time, uh, which is good. Anyway, let's keep going. We'll talk about Williams. Uh, Nick Latifi in 16th. George Russell made it up to 13th. It's kind of unfortunate. I was hoping for Latifi to finish ahead of George after a good result uh, yeah. through Saturday. But really, I mean, like, talking about teams who are probably now just focusing solely on 2022, uh, these guys, Tommy T, aren't really yeah. worried
2: about the rest of the year, are they? No, I think they've moved on. I think, And they're, they're hopefully focusing on Nick TV because Russell is moving on. Y- you would stop developing this car, I think, weeks before this anyway. So I think we're just going to see no more upgrades, run it out, mitigate any more costs, don't wreck a chassis if you don't have to. <laughs> just things like that, like. Bring the car home safe, basically, is what we're looking for. Um, But what they can do is work with Nick Latifi and his engineers and the team for better communication, better kind of feedback during those practices and the races and those kind of things. So, Because that stuff is still going to help next year. So that's what they will be focusing on. And then squeezing any last little bit out of Russell before he leaves, I yeah. think is key as well.
0: Yeah, it's well put. And I, I a good point as well, Tommy T, about whether or not the, the information sharing between both sides of the garage has necessarily been as free-flowing campy. Mm. Uh, certainly now, William's attention is going to be totally on getting all of the data from George's car and trying as best as they can for Nick Latifi, which as we've said yesterday in the pre-drinks podcast, is a good thing because yep. Latifi, we think, is getting better and better and comparably to George. And, look, George is a great talent. Let's, let's not mess around about that, especially in the Williams where he's done good qualifying sessions. But this race pace element for Nick is the important thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. And he can definitely get better. I think Russell's got it over him clearly in race pace, but he's getting better and he's growing. But, but uh, interesting too, the gap between – Uh, Alfa Romeo and the Williams and the points and the constructors is is insurmountable for, I mean, technically it's not, but I don't think Alfa Romeo can bridge that gap. So it just means that Williams can be a bit more aggressive when it comes to race strategy and qualifying and stuff because they don't have to worry about money. They know they're pretty much set in what's happening. So they can be a bit more aggressive on strategy and try a few different things as well. I think uh, races are going to look very different to what we have this year as to what they ne- look like next year. I think we're going to have races a hell of a lot like Monza where you get a slower team out mm, front. Mm. That You know, there's almost going to be a big train and, you know, these front teams have had it pretty good over the last seven years where they can go longer than everybody else and yep. get that pit stop gap before the teams behind them, pit and we're talking about the one and two teams in the championship being able to do that next year, we're not going to be able to do that. So I think mm. for Williams, they would be trying things strategy-wise for next year as well. I think they'd be firmly looking at that and they'll just be getting a better understanding of how races are going to play out, particularly in the positions that they are, you know.
2: Yep. They're
1: not they're – not, they've got people closer in front so that, you know, undercuts and overcuts can happen. But, you know, what's behind them, the traffic's behind them. So I think they'll be getting that stuff right as well.
0: And it's going to be the first example, isn't it, of these budget caps because this year hasn't really been the same because we've obviously got a lot of technology still uh, coming into the end of this turbo hybrid era. And as Valtteri Bottas said on uh, Beyond the Grid, and I said this yesterday, great interview, great chat, It's like anything can happen in this sport. You know, Mm. F1 turns around so quickly. Look at what happened with Mercedes coming up really out of nowhere and the fact that Hamilton just took a punt from a team with rich history from McLaren to go to Merck and the punt paid off for him. You just never know. Uh, So that's, look, I said, I really want Valtteri Bottas to be driving that Sauber Alfa Romeo, waving at George Russell as he laps him. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Alfa Romeo now, though. Kimi Raikkonen in 12th, Giovinazzi in 14th. Uh, Gio probably wouldn't be having a great weekend after seeing that sh- downtown Shanghai Alfa Romeo dealership with that poster uh, <laughs> on whatever it was about, if it was going early or whatnot. Yeah. Um, does it indicate that the decision has been made? Maybe. Is it just someone going early? Yes, as Tommy T said yesterday, the uh, local Ford dealership owned by Shane <laughs> Jacobson <laughs> yeah. saying Danny Ricks now <laughs> driving monster tracks of Ford. Yeah, uh, exactly. Could be a thing. Uh, it's still do really. Anyway, Alfa Romeo, though, Tommy T, this sort of fight around the last championship point is yeah. is sort of heating up because we're seeing now in my mind, and it was interesting seeing during the race, you go, right, well, there's two Mercedes, there's two Red Bulls, there's two. Ferraris, There's two McLarens, and it really leaves not a lot of room for everybody yeah, else. Pierre totally. Gasly has been the one that's sort of been fighting around that point. Yep. If something happens like DR obviously stepped out, um, it opens the door a little bit for potentially somebody else to come in, but it's always kind of just there, uh, and it's Alpine that got the better of them this time. But generally, they've had some good comparable pace to that Alpine this year, but they've sort of been flying under the radar a bit.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think they've definitely, second half of the season as well, they've been good with that upgraded power unit that they've got. I think Kimi was probably on for points if he didn't get unlucky today with a bit of contact here and there and just some position he's stuff. He he, he was, He's great around here, isn't he? he started like, from like, the pits too. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So pretty outstanding for him to have done that. Um, yeah, you just say he's unlucky not to have got further up. But, yeah, I think that's probably the nail in the coffin for Giovinazzi, isn't it, now? If yep. your teammate starts from the pits and you can't beat them still, that's a that's a rough one. Yeah. It was interesting. Kimmy, they cut to Kimmy
0: in the garage just before while everyone was lining up. And then he made this <laughs> hand motion of like he wanted someone to come to him. And the guy came with the air gun for his face. He's like, why would I want that at this point? <laughs> and did some kind of like motion. And the guy was like, oh, sorry. And went back to get something. But we cut away before it came back. And I just was like, was it the steering wheel again? <laughs> Is that what he wanted? It's like I literally can't get out of the garage, you moron! <laughs> no, I hope there's some radio uh, uh, from that. That would be
2: good to hear. But
0: we're going to miss Kimi uh, yeah. on oh no, a completely different podcast. We obviously just had Valentino's Rossi's last outing. Um, uh, yeah. I think he's now 72 years old uh, on At least. on that MotoGP bike. Uh, Kimi Räikkönen, yeah. of course, only now has. Uh, a handful more races to go in his Formula One career. Uh, I think we'll do a a lengthy review uh, episode, probably a two or three-part review of 2021 season, but we'll dedicate a good amount of time to talking about Kimi Raikkonen and his achievements over the the last 46 years that he's been racing in Formula One. Uh, But certainly we will miss him on the grid. But it's good for Valtteri to be going to that team. Uh, one one fin for another. So good, good mm-hmm. for that. Uh, Gio, we'll see what happens with him, I suppose. IndyCar is probably going to be calling him for next year if it's not just Ferrari reserve driver. Uh, let's talk about Aston Martin because Seb Vettel had a absolutely amazing start. It has to be said, at one yep. point he was up into fifth uh, but just didn't have the pace to, to carry through. Obviously a lot of experience at this track, Campy, uh, but he ended up in 11th and it's just going to show, again, that pace of the Aston Martins isn't comparable to these top teams, again, probably with their new campers focusing on 2022.
1: Well, I think they'd be very disappointed with the season they've had, particularly with the season they had last year. Uh, I mean, Vettel's had some good results at times, but on a track where passings are easier than it is on other tracks. Your race pace is really, uh, you know, it's true colours show, right? Mm. I think they've dropped off. They've obviously, I mean, where are they in the constructors? I'm just trying to think. They're probably, what, fifth? Fighting
2: with Alpha Terry.
1: Mm. Oh, they're fighting with Alpha Terry. So, I mean, yeah. Alpine, Alpha Terry, and I mean, Aston Martin could be at seven. They should, and should
2: and be fighting with McLaren, to be honest. Like, that's well, they should be.
1: So, yeah. I mean, it's a failure of a season for them. I mean, Fed shows glimpses, too, of what he can do. And, I mean, yep. if he was in a good car, those results, he can oh, keep driving yeah. up the road and see how he goes. So, um, yeah, interesting. I think he'd be hanging for this year to be finished and reassess a little at next year and what's happening. So, yeah, as for Mr. Stroll. I
0: mean, Contact with be... Yuki.
1: Yeah. Yeah, look, I, it was Yuki's fault, definitely. But, I mean, look, it's a bit like – It's a bit like when Stroll took Verstappen out. It's one of those ones. It's like Hamilton said, yeah, but you're in the lead of the race. You should be experienced enough to just let a guy like that through. Otherwise, it's going to cause you problems. For me, it was a bit of role reversal in that. Yes, it was a bit of youthful exuberance. Yes, he had the line and he didn't have to give Yuki a car's width because of the position of his car. But you know what? Just do it because you should know now where you are. It's going to ruin your race. You should know who you're racing against. Do you know what I mean? And there's a bit of that for me which stroll lacks a bit of common sense or street smarts at times. And I think I think no way can you blame him for the incident, but there's a bit of the same thing in there where it's just like, I just –
2: No, I think you're spot on. What's uh, the point of being right and in the garage? Like it it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah.
1: Totally. So – bit of experience for him this year he's had a shitter. he hasn't had he hasn't done anything good this year like the one in five sort of race I predicted out one him, in 23 so. maybe <laughs> not yeah, even well I think46. look he'll be in the sport for a long time and he may get a car that's really competitive one day and and you know, a bit like a lotus of maybe the 2011 12 13 era and you know fight for wins and podiums but uh look I don't think he's getting a st- Bought in one of the top teams. He'll be working for his old uh, man for the rest of his career.
0: For reference, Alpine's in fifth at 112, tying with AlphaTauri, who's in sixth on 112, and Aston Martin's on 68 and seven. So good luck to them. They're not well, getting anywhere near not. those two teams. Yeah. It's, so, uh, so it's seventh to the, them.
1: They're the seventh best team on the grid. And then, yeah. Huge turnaround I mean, from if last we year. Had a, if Huge. we had a told you that at the start of this year, people's mouths would have dropped considering yep. the – Considering the year that they had last year. So, I mean, that's astounding. Lawrence Stroll would be pretty shitty, but that's what happens when you cheat, isn't it? So, (laughs) catch us up.
0: The campus is being built for that reason, the dominant comeback. (laughs) Uh, Look, I hope so. for (laughs) ants. I hope so, (laughs) for Seb Vettel's sake. Let's talk about McLaren. Uh, Danny Rick uh, bowing out due to a uh, power unit issue. He lost uh, lost, well, lost, output rather, and uh, had a warning message flash up on his steering wheel that said, cool the car, which is never a good thing. Um, this sort of plays in a little bit. It was mentioned in commentary about the Mercedes reliability issues that are potentially yeah. going to be plaguing the cars towards the end of this season. Obviously, we don't want to see that on Danny Rick's car, but – uh potentially would have been making Lewis Hamilton a little bit nervous if he hadn't have taken the upgrades that he did this weekend. Yeah. Tommy T from from McLaren's point of view though, uh obviously the start was not so great for Lando Norris. He was held up by the Ferrari. It was never going to go that well putting two tires on the grass. Um nah. I think he just thought he was further past Carlos. Silly, yeah. And you know Carlos did the right thing, get on the radio going, yeah. well, I couldn't do a hell of a lot there. I don't know if it was an apology to Lando for after the race for him to listen to because this Carlando yeah. attitude or whatever it was. Yeah, but, yeah. but for Danny Rick, though, he was actually having a pretty decent race. This VSC, yep. although didn't quite get the best of the VSC because it ended just as he was coming out. Yeah, uh, uh, it then, was. It
1: ended just as he was going into. Uh, the Going pits.
0: in, sorry, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Going in, it, it worked for Valtteri Bottas because it was ending yeah. just as he was coming out. Yeah, other yeah. way around. Uh, it, good play by McLaren to try and get yeah. there. It, it he ended decision. up coming out ahead of Lando, which is yeah. fine because he had to pit anyway, and that would sort of seem to be the vibe of where they were going for. Yeah, but for McLaren at the moment, Tommy T. We mentioned this yesterday. They're losing their yeah. – they don't even have one hand, I don't think, on that third place anymore where we've consistently seen this mm-hmm. Ferrari pace come from Russia onwards. Yeah. Uh, for them now, it is just about damage limitation in terms of points. Are they going to be happy with fourth, do you think, or it's going to be very disappointing after it's that It's going to be so win. hard
2: because I think these last three are going to be heavy on how well you qualify, and I, we haven't seen them qualify well against Ferrari in these last couple of races, have we? So no. I think that's going to be the issue, and the race pace is definitely in Ferrari's favor as well. So, yes, you can't pass, but if they're if they've got the pace, they're just going to destroy these McLarens. Yeah, thirty one point five points by the way between them now, which is more which than is, a race win. That's it. It's it's getting larger and larger, and if you're kind of at the back end of those points, like it's a it's. Many, many races to catch it up and you're just running out of races left. Yep. I think like we mentioned yesterday, and Campion made a good point, so did you, James, those development tokens that McLaren used early in the season are now just stitching them up, aren't they? They've just run out of stuff they can do. They've used all of their tokens and now they're just going, we've just got to limp to the to the end and hopefully it was enough. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's going to. I think they should still be pretty happy with the season they've had. They've had a race win. They had a bunch of podiums. They've done really well. They've had some reliability issues, which is actually not their fault. That's their engine manufacturer. So at least they can kind of point fingers and it's not kind of internal and it's not their structures going wrong. It's the the engine supplier. So that's at least they can kind of go, we're on the right track. That'll be better next year. This will be better next year. And kind of start to look to the future because let's be honest, they knew that this was always going to be a tough season, taking a new engine in this weird like half regulation change, half not. Yeah. So it's, it's literally all to play for next year. And I would expect to see them pushing for that third or second kind of constructor, if not higher. The
0: only thing that McLaren did well this weekend was have Zach Brown and Mika Hakkinen at Laguna Seeker in old <sighs> McLaren F1 cars. Yes, <laughs> Zach Brown got into what I think <laughs> is Lewis Hamilton's 2008 McLaren and Mika, uh, from what I can see, was in his 2000 and...
2: Ah, oh, the video's 99. Really quick.
0: 99, 99. Uh, McLaren, not 2001. Uh, 99 McLaren and, oh, just... Go look. Go on to Zach Brown's Instagram right now and just watch his first video on how do I get
2: through the corkscrew?
0: How? Uh, look, best not to ask any questions. I suppose at <laughs> this point Who cares. It. Just, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess just going cutting. Anyway, whatever. Just run the but right it just sounds really, amazing. Really high. That's all McLaren did very yeah. well this weekend. Let's just look at the positives at that. Yeah, totally. uh, but Lando again finishing Ooh. in tenth, another just single point weekend for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. And especially considering I didn't move Ferrari again. Sign <laughs> sixth, Leclerc fifth. Like if they consistently finish in that points, it is Sainz-R to that yeah. third position, Campy. <sighs> Can I
1: just say, look, Danny Rick got a cracking start, but he put it on the grass too. He had nowhere to go, got squeezed wide, so that's yeah. why he got swallowed up. I know he made some points up, uh, some positions up on the first lap. He had a good fight with Ocon and he eventually got in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his fate was really sealed yesterday. Mm. Um, you know, he needs to do what Norris did yesterday and then capitalise on that start again. I think the inside line is definitely where you want to be yeah. on this I track. Hamilton just um, Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look at Bottas. Um, so, look at the mm. Stappen start on the inside. Bottas was clearly better, but anyway, I think they should look at changing that maybe for next year. Um, but look, Danny Rick's race was compromised by Gasly um, when that virtual safety car came in. If he had got the full effect of it, he would have come out. In front of Gasly mm. And he would have been Three and a half seconds Behind the Mercedes The problem was Was he was stuck behind Gasly Couldn't get past him And I mean By the end of the race Or by the time he retired The Ferrari's are 25 seconds up the road yeah. So It's a bit of a shame Yeah um, But look We had a good race anyway So I really wasn't super fussed where Danny Rick finished this weekend because it's been a bit of a stinker of a couple of weeks for him. Not any, not anything that he's done in particular, particularly wrong. Just to notice what happens. Yeah. I mean Norris, good result. I mean he got lucky with the uh, with the safety car. Yep. I want to talk about Definitely safety helped. cars. I bought it <laughs> up know. on the Discord chat. Yeah. What on earth are we having safety cars to clean up the track for? Give me a Like, I understand being safety conscious and people on the track, but a bit of carbon fiber floating around. Give me a spell. We have just gone way too far in that other direction. Like, this is the first time I remember that we're bringing out safety cars and virtual safety cars to clean up carbon fiber. I know there's a small bit of issues with punches and stuff like that, but come on, give me a spell.
2: Didn't but It was good try, for, good for some people. Didn't
1: we try people, and though. use? Didn't we try and use composite materials this year so that there wouldn't be carbon fiber flying off like it used to? Nothing. They just said to be that. Some sort of plastics good. or rubbers in it so that you know the car would stay intact to some level. I mean, geez. Other, I mean, no. Formula One is a great sport, but
2: shh, far no, I've, out. We I've get got some a plan. Wrong. I reckon we cool. go on one safety car lap with Campy sitting on the back with a big compressed air gun and just blows it off like a big thing, <laughs> and then we just keep going. <laughs> Tell ah. me I'm wrong. Just it would be a It'll four be four
1: turbos f- hooked up with a big bloody <laughs> big big 250 mil hose or something, and all we need is like a, like a an f 350,
0: just, and just driving it. around oh, yeah. the track. Yeah, exactly, oh, just, a, just a jet turbo, window no down, melt
2: it all. You know Left, what, someone left arm out just,
0: of the thing, big bloody hat on. Is RM you know absolutely, Iron <laughs> Williams, everything, including massive <laughs> flaps out the back, massive mud flaps. Yeah, yep, and and the big bullhorns on <laughs> yep. the rear window. Oh, yeah, oh I be, you know. the
1: trooper will have thirty five. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, we there we go. We're trying to <laughs> pay Get, get Formula
0: One to pay mm-hmm. for the uh, four no, no, drive. No.
1: You know, there'll be a guy in Texas going, "Oh, I've got just the thing for you, Cammy."
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you have just the thing for us, please write in. Uh, we would uh, we'd love to see that. All right. Apart from safety cars, yes. Although I didn't mind it because it just meant that the field could bunch up again before we then had the inevitable overtaking of
2: like fifth and sixth positions. It was mentioned in the broadcast too. Only the thirteenth safety car we've had this year. That's low, lower than I thought we would have had. Yeah. yep. Very Ooh. interesting. It's, it, it's been and
1: got like three in Monaco.
0: Yeah, there's been <laughs> yeah. very, very few, which has been good. Like the racing has been fine. I suppose we had a lot but of red look, flags, though. Let's be honest. Well, we had too many red flags. Yes, uh, that, that's the case. Gauntless. Let's talk about Alpine. Get rid um, of Isla. Uh, <laughs> Okay, or Alpine. We've uh, <laughs> had like <laughs> seven deaths this year alone. Uh, Alpine, Fernando, Knights, Ocon, eight. A good weekend Did for them. Did they swap at the end? Uh, well, I must have. It, I, don't I, know. I was who, watching the timing, and it
2: looked like towards the end that uh, Fernando let Ocon on through. Don't know why, um, yeah, unless well, I mean, he made a move on track, but I'm, I definitely saw a switch anyway. Continue,
0: Fernando was ahead in the Maybe it was just across the line coming with DRS, yeah. who knows? But uh, anyway, good for Alpine uh, this weekend. This is something we didn't mention yesterday, and I want to bring it up now. The link that um, Omar was going to Alpine from, uh, from, Mm. I was going to say, from Racing Point, from Aston Martin, um, like very bizarre to the point where he had to come out and put out a statement to say, despite all of these very serious media outlets, including Autosport and others, linking me to Alpine, it's just not true. Like I'm just, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Now, this is the kind of sport that, Next week, I expect the announcement that exactly. he's going to Alpine to be the uh,
2: yes.
0: the race director. But Campy, I mean, you could probably have a better insight into Lawrence Stroll's head than anyone else, considering uh, you're Shane Jacobson. What what would he be looking at in terms of Otmar uh, to to see what he does this year? Is he been happy with him? Does he move him on to try and pull someone else in? Is Cyril potentially in the sea? Like, who else would Ooh. he possibly pull in?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, Cyril's a good, he'd be a very, very competent person, but do you want to go and work for a guy like Lawrence Stroll? If you gave me the choice about who you go and work for, whether it be a Renault or an Alpine or anyone except Lawrence Stroll, Alpine. I think, so you know what I'm trying to say.
2: <laughs> an engine manufacturer <laughs> or a racing team, Tommy. He was very correct. He was correct, wasn't he? Yes, Renault <laughs>
0: E-Tech.
1: Look, if I had the choice, look, he's probably playing the game Absolutely, how he needs to play it at the moment. And he's probably coming out because Lawrence Stroll's not someone you want to double cross. You want to do the right thing. Um, so, him coming out and saying that, there could be some, there could very well be some truth to the rumours. But do mm. you really want to work for Lawrence Stroll? Probably not.
0: Might even be being pushed particularly out.
1: When, particularly when, well, Lawrence Stroll is clearly the one that made the decisions at Racing Point for them to emulate the Mercedes car from last year. And it paid dividends for them last year. But the problem is this year it's failed and now Lawrence Stroll's going, oh, it's not my fault. I pay you guys to fix these problems, get better and better and better. And it's the first year as the Aston Martin branded team and, you know, he wants results. I mean, we're not saying he's a stupid businessman; and he's not smart. Some of the the brands that he's turned around, you know, I mean, you don't become a billionaire because you're dumb. He's obviously got some business now in him and he's pretty ruthless like that, but. You know, in this day and age, do you want to work for a guy like that? Absolutely not. He comes across as a bit of a prick, which you may need to be to be a billionaire, but, you know, it's not winning your friends and influencing people, is it? So I think uh, I think Otmar's clearly gone. I hope he is, for his sake, because I like Otmar. When yeah. that Racing Point was owned by VJ Malia, and it was, I mean, the camaraderie within that team and where they were on the grid, considering the resources they had, pound for pound, they were the best. They're the best racing team in Formula 1 at, at some level mm. with the results they got yep. so yep. you know and when Checo left he said he said to Vettel he said you you, you are entering a pure white racing team yeah. these guys love it you know it's not because they're there for big money because I doubt any of them are on big money Checo wasn't even on he wasn't even on big money there yeah. I mean most of his money came a from sponsor. his sponsorship mm-hmm. and the deals that came out of that you know he, was, he wasn't a pay driver he wasn't bringing money to the table but he was you know he's I mean they are running." run these things on a smell of an oily rag so for Lawrence to come in with all the money and then keep moving on I look I just think it's Lawrence's troll's fault totally and uh Otmar's a good guy, keep him in the sport.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, it was just a random comment that was made, I think, to someone and then it was followed up by a couple of articles and then there was lots of links and then there were sources and then, again, to the point where Otmar had to put out a statement. Is just very interesting. I mean, mm. silly season from a team side. We know, of course, that the Red Bull Powertrains guys are trying their best still to get some of those Mercedes guys across the line. As well. Uh, but anyway, good result for Alpine for this weekend, especially in that fight with uh, AlphaTauri. But AlphaTauri, Gasly, seventh. Sonoda 15th. are not a bad comeback considering it was right at the very back of the grid just to get past those couple of other cars at the back. But yeah. Pierre Gasly, mm-hmm. seventh, good good performance for him. Uh, again, he's been floating around that sort of fourth to seventh, or eighth for, for a good couple of races. Yeah. Um, he had some decent pace in that car. It has to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly he was the one holding up Danny Rick Campy, as you alluded to, <coughs> but overall, excuse me, Tommy T, what do you think of, of Gasly's race?
2: As always, Gasly's solid. As much as Campy wants to deny it, and he hates the guy. I don't know why. Really oh, I never said he wasn't
1: driving well, and he wasn't solid.
2: Just in the bin. I didn't say that. I said yeah. you hate the guys. Because that's what you do. It's got nothing to do with his talent. Hates, he is freaking native. Hate's a big word. That's a big word. Nah, I <laughs> big think word. He's he's, he's single-handedly keeping he's that team dut. in the constructors, isn't he? Yeah, one hundred percent. The fact like, that he,
0: the fact that AlphaTauri is where they are. I would imagine is purely because of his ability to to get results. I mean, he's uh, sitting ninth in the constructors champion, uh, sorry, in the driver's championship only, yeah. only a handful of points behind Danny Rick. Yeah. Um, and Huge. Danny Rick's won a race. So, yeah. you know, in terms of that, how that plays out. Yeah. 112 points for AlphaTauri. Gasly, this probably the most, I'm trying to see if there's any, no, good. Thanks F1 app. That was a useless bit of information. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for for the breakdown, it's it's good for AlphaTauri to have yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially when this is the second week in a row that Sonoda's had some damage to the car. Not necessarily his fault, of course, in Mexico, mm. but certainly that late lunge, although would have been great if he could have made it work. Not yeah. so good.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. I think they're going to be looking positively to the future as well, especially with they're going to receive that Red Bull engine. Uh, next year as well that's going forward and it's been great that Honda power unit this year so Mm. you hope that it continues into the future and they can be somewhat more of a maybe like a McLaren to Mercedes or something like that is what we're hoping at least for Gasly's sake because he he deserves that opportunity as much as Campy doesn't want him to have it apparently but he's great and he he's deserving that next drive but I don't know where he goes like we've mentioned many many times
0: Yep, we we'll just have to see how the whole grid plays out and who, you know, is the fastest car next year. We just won't know at all. Uh the only thing we'll probably know for sure is that the Tauri just won't be as fast as the Red Bull. That's that's kind of the itch. And that Gasly
2: will remain in the bin, that is a constant. Taxes <laughs> it's is constantly constant in the for bin. this podcast. Yes.
0: <laughs> Let's keep going. Ferrari as mentioned, uh, Charlotte Leclerc in 5th, Carlos Sainz in 6th. Uh these guys are very good at sort of parking in the middle of no man's land and letting the leaders have a good crack. Um, And then the McLarens or whoever behind, in this instance, the Afetari of Pierre Gasly, Mm. just sort of flail around a bit. Uh, It's a good result for them. And certainly from 2019, uh, this is the consistency that they've been looking for Campy, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think they'd be disappointed with some of the decisions they made in 2019, which have put them so far off the Red Bull and the uh, Mercedes, but I think they're primed to bounce back pretty quickly. The engine's pretty good. I think it's this car development that year that they went down this road, which didn't work. That's really halted their progress, I think. The engine's pretty comparable to everything else, so they tell me. So it's just car and, and you know, their philosophy on going fast, but, I mean, Ferrari is an institution. It's been a while since they've won a world championship.
0: A long while. Hey, you
1: know, a long you look while. At the domi- you look at the domination of some other manufacturers and uh, I can't see Ferrari. I mean, it could happen, but I can't see them winning a world championship next year. Um, I think the front runners will clearly be Mercedes and Red Bull. I think they'll be in a fight with McLaren again, but, I mean, anything can happen. I think they're going mm. to have to... Someone's really going to have to change that organisation from the inside out. But they're heading in the right direction And fifth and sixth. I mean, uh 30-odd seconds in front of the nearest car behind them, but they were, you know, yep. yeah, I mean, I mean, Perez pitted to get the fastest lap. So that's not indicative, but, you know, they're another really no-man's land, another 40 seconds behind the Red Bulls and the Mercedes. So good weekend for them, considering where they are in the championship, but not where they want to be.
0: Tommy, T, to your overall thoughts? I mean, this is showing really good progress. We mentioned in the past yeah. that, you know, McLaren seem to be good for next year as a result of the progress they're making this year. Uh, we would have to apply that same kind of logic, at least to Ferrari, whether or Definitely. not they're right at the very front, absolutely can't be a good point, or whether this battle between first to fourth really closes right up and would has that nice really tight. It?
2: Oh, a 100%. You know, and, if we're have, have, that's, yeah. And it would be good to have competitive constructors. That's the goal.
0: Yeah, it'd be good to have these guys on a podium every now and then, along with McLaren, along with Red Bull, along with Mercedes, along with Alpine or whoever, really, at this point, let's just get as many different teams on the podium as possible. But overall, it has to be said, Ferrari have done a good job in the second half of the season.
2: I think the quieter Ferrari is on the social front, on like the media side of things, the better they're doing. We have not heard a peep, have we, from... We haven't seen Matea, I don't think other than a handful of race weekends they are just staying out of the way they're doing really good things behind the scenes and it's it's netting positive results i think they've got a really good driver lineup who are collaborative and they're not so i don't know trying to infight and prove who's who's the boss i think they're doing a really great job um but yeah so eight and a half points between them leclerc's just got his teammate covered at the moment but yeah, I think they're doing they're doing a great job this year and I'm worried for McLaren next year, I'd put it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, look, again, we just we like to see though this kind of progress, so that's that's important. All right, let's talk about Red Bull. Uh of course, Verstappen second Perez fourth, Perez pinching that uh fastest lap away from Lewis Hamilton right at the very end. Uh, of course, which is sneaky, but he had the gap, didn't he, to Leclerc to be able to to do that very, very easily indeed. Uh, But for Red Bull, they'd be happy enough, Tommy T, with this kind of damage limitation?
2: I think so. I think you you saw Max struggling to keep Lewis behind for so long. Uh, And then when he got past, he had had nothing left, did he? I think I, I wonder if they could have done a different strategy, maybe held off on that pit stop, but I don't know. Yeah, to be honest, like, I think this is a good result. They're still – he's still at the lead. But, yeah, it, it's now, getting close. It's, it's getting good. close. We like it close. Campy, yeah. what do you
0: think about Red Bull for this weekend? I mean, the pit stops were on point. They did everything right as, as they yeah. could.
1: Look, they just got beaten by a better team this weekend and a faster car. So, uh, 14 points now. I think, uh, look, I think, you know, the two points Max got in the in the sprint race yesterday will help his championship victory. But seven points, it's like the difference between first and second is seven points. So, I mean, we're two races in it now. And, you know, I think Crofty alluded to the fact that every time one of these guys wins, it's almost like a two-win advantage, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not only taking, but you're gaining. So it's interesting. Um, It's got some real ramifications at this end of the season. But good for them. They were solid all weekend, but just didn't have the pace.
0: And it's also Um, good to see…
1: Perez could have probably… Done a bit better. Yep. But I mean Perez and Bottas are pretty comparable, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but Hamilton Verstappen, geez, it's just what are we watching? This is I love this race. This was probably my favorite race of the season so far. Man, I'll take
0: that, Monza. Uh yeah, but I, from yeah. Perez, it's good to good to be in that fourth position is exactly where he needs to be now for Red Bull. And I'll say it again. I said it in the pre-drinks. It just looks like he's settled into this team. He's found his rhythm. The setup of the car is now working for him. The team aren't throwing him under the bus. And he's obviously a much more experienced driver than the other two guys that came into that car. I know. Well, it's They've clearly (laughs) seen the, the mistakes that they've made. Uh, which is a good thing, and we've seen Helmut Marko completely disappear from the uh, the media sphere, which is also a good thing. But Mercedes, look, you've got to be happy for for Valtteri Bottas again to get another podium. Third, of course, Lewis Hamilton first. We've said this right at the very top. It's a good thing for him to win. We're not Lewis Hamilton fans, but it just keeps the championship alive oh. all the way through to the very last race. Campy, with only a couple of races to go now, though, you mentioned it just before, though, about the power difference between Mercedes and Red Bull. We're going to Qatar, then Jeddah, two tracks we've never been to from a Formula 1 perspective. And we just don't know what kind of downforce and power is going to be necessary. Do you think... There is a real opportunity now for either Hamilton or Max to walk away at the next race with the championship.
1: Whoa, look, it's I mean, we're at that stage of the year, right? Where if something yeah. happens on track and someone spins and you know gets shunted back to last, I mean, they're big, I mean, they're insurmountable, uh, sort of differences, right? Mm-hmm. So, look, 10 months championship, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I think, uh, Certainly look, I hope <laughs> uh well. Wow. Two people's. I just hope it goes to the the last race. That's really what I want to
2: see.
1: Um, But it could be thrown away at any moment, and uh, we never know. I think think Mercedes has got some uh, some cards up their sleeves still. I think Red Bull's played them all.
2: Let's just look at this weekend, hey? So, Mercedes (sighs) has come in taking an engine penalty. They've had this thing that's put Lewis to the back of the grid. Like, everything going into… I suppose the sprint race was saying that this was not going to be Mercedes. They were probably going to walk away with two two Red Bull podiums and maybe one of the maybe Bottas to get up there as well. To have this with a one a first and a third is absolute victory for Merck and this is just classic Mercedes that we've seen over the last what eight years of dominance. This is just them pulling it out of the bag when they should have they've got no business being Having two drivers on the podium after that kind of if if that was any other constructor they'd be like lucky to get points they've walked away with the double podium just outstanding yeah. and that 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 is that constructor being as Camby would say consummate professionals like <laughs> for for the last eight years and this is why Lewis Hamilton is in the race still for that championship. Yep. Well, they're hunters, right? And yeah. you
0: know, led by Toto, it'd be interesting to be, you know, a fly on the wall in these team meetings in terms of mm. the the vibe, how much it's changed. As I said He's earlier, on up, wasn't he the way that he pointed to that camera when Hamilton got oh, past yeah. Verstappen? That's a level of passion, I suppose, that we just haven't seen from Toto for a while. It means a mm. lot for him to take this other championship. But look, it's good, as we've said. It's, let's see it all the way through to the end. Who knows what's going to happen in Jeddah? Brand new tarmac. We've seen last year, of course, with a resurfacing a track only a couple of weeks before that it turns into an absolute spin fest. Combine that with a lot of heat, though, from Jeddah, it's going to be maybe just a real super sticky affair. Who knows? Like, it's it's going to be interesting because we just no idea. don't know what's going to happen. And that's how we like it.
1: That'll That'd suit Red Bulls with the downforce that they can generate. Yes, it's better, right? so,
2: yeah, But the, the
1: top-line speed clearly is with the…
2: So what you're <laughs> saying <laughs> is it'll so be so a, it. a Merc-dominated because it's the opposite of what we think every <laughs> time? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly <laughs> right. Who knows? Who knows?
0: All right, well, that's our team-by-team team analysis, lads. Let's go through the fantasy team names. A big thank you to you if you've got on and changed your fantasy team name ahead of us recording this episode uh, let's start, insert funny and topical team name later. Steen N, good job. Well done. Uh, Maz is at his PK, Raymond M. Mazepin's Quali Tears, David L. Brazilian botass Lift,
2: <laughs> Josh
0: L., Hey dude, DHL, where's my car? Haley H. <laughs> Yas, you're a, you're a Caliph F1 team. Colin M. I like that we're just still getting Yas references Yas. in there. Well done, guys. Um <laughs> Hass's trophy cabinet is as bear as a Brazilian, Lydia X. Brundle's GoFundMe (laughs) for Max's Find AOT and couldn't think of a name. Nathan, you're not wrong. Love Uh, that. This is no good for me. Uh, Campy in the lead, 27th. Tommy T, 43rd. I'm 77th. I'm going backwards, even though I've changed my (laughs) team to be in a good position. I scored really well this weekend and it's... It's no good. Well, lads, thank you so much for this. And thank you to you for listening uh, to this podcast. As I said at the very top, please do us a favor. Tell some people about Lakeside Drive. Go on a Reddit if you have an account and talk about us on the Formula One uh, thread. We would appreciate your support there. But otherwise, you guys are all awesome for listening, for, for reviewing, for involving yourself, being part of the community. A Absolutely. massive shout out to Lewis and also to Josh. Uh, for doing it, no, sorry massive shout out to Lewis and Ash sorry not Josh a completely different person in my mind but uh, Ash as well volunteering his time to do some social bits and pieces for us and strategy really appreciate oh, that you guys wanting to be involved in that uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating or review if you can but that's it for now we will see you in a couple of weeks time of course for Qatar that's next uh, and probably another team radio podcast next week campy what are your predictions for
2: Qatar before we get there?
1: Uh, Danny Rick Alonzo-Rockman. Okay,
2: good. Just completely, completely wizardry. <laughs> okay. Tommy T, what do you think? i double down that. Yep, that one. Excellent. All right. It. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> me too. <laughs> 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 Who cares I mean
0: it anymore? It's going to be Hamilton or, or Verstappen on the front row. That's all we know. Nah, Thanks so much. Love it. that. We'll see you very, very soon.